Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I mentioned earlier, Joe and Hanson forbid me to come to work because I have a cold, so I'm at home. And uh, I was asking if um, <laughs> if the future is nobody goes to work anymore with a cold, because my whole life, you're around people with colds all the time. Allergies? Nah, I got a cold. My kid's got a cold. I mean, it's just a common thing to say at work. I wonder if that's over. got this text. Now that everyone who can knows how to work from home, I think going to the office with a cold is over, and I hope we never go back to the old days. On the other hand, what will this do to our immune system? That's a good question, too. Yeah, I thought of that when we were discussing this earlier, Um, and, you know, you don't know for certain you don't have COVID, but I don't know that. a home test probably, you know, might get it, it might not, so... Yeah, and uh, and and yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. How do we deal with this going forward? Who knows? We might forget all about it in a couple of years. Could be. Uh, I certainly hope so. So I guess we first became acquainted with Ying Ma when uh, she had her book Chinese Girl in the Ghetto out and had uh, a conversation that we found absolutely fascinating and, and interesting and powerful and the rest of it. Uh, and thankfully for the good people of America and. Uh, and on the West Coast, Ying Ma is still an active part of our politics and is now the president of the American Ideals Pack and joins us to discuss the new political action committee and what's going on. Ying Ma, how are you? Great, great. Thank you. Always good to talk to you guys. So tell us about your pack. What are you guys trying to accomplish? 
So our PAC champions American ideals, and these are ideals that um, that our founders uh, our founders declared, and these are ideals that have been advocated by brave Americans throughout our history. But they're just sort of not popular these days, and, and by that I'm talking about the ideals that we are all created equal and should be judged by the content of our character. And so our PAC. Um, promotes that. We will champion um, those ideals and we will support candidates and legislation that further those ideals. Now, what we see regularly in the public discourse today um, is actually a corrosive ideology that says something very different. This ideology shames Americans um, on the basis of their race and color and ethnicity, and it teaches children that they're oppressed or, or oppressors also due to their race or skin color and allows universities to grant preferences to certain racial groups while discriminating against others. And, and all the while, you've got all kinds of prominent pol- politicians um, defending these kinds of divisive practices under the notion of equity. So our PAC intends to protect and defend um, the the founding principle of equal rights, and we intend to defeat the racial equity agenda. I was just going to say a it's a little bit of what we intend to do. It's absolutely drawing a line between equality and equity, which is a concept most people don't understand. It shocks me how few people understand how how much hubris it takes to say I am so good and wise that you can grant me the awful power to discriminate by race. And I will use it only for good. I mean, it's it's crazy that we would say, okay, go ahead. I, I don't know what people are thinking. Well, you know, um, Joe, you, you mentioned that you guys first started talking to me when I uh, published my book, Chinese Girl in the, in the Ghetto. But we've also talked many times since then. And, in fact, we talked right at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. You guys asked me a bunch of questions about what wet markets in China are alike. And, and if we look back, actually, a lot of this racial equity stuff, the craziness, the extremism, um, the shaming of Americans due to their skin color, the, the phenomenon that everything in our society somehow now has something to do with race, that actually got significantly worse in the last two years. I mean, there were always crazy people like that before the pandemic, before, and, and I don't think it's the pandemic itself, but it's sort of the last two years, the post-George Floyd protests, um, the riots and all. I think that had a big impact on on what happens in our public discourse, that a lot of good people, well-intentioned people, have been cowed into silence or submission while the, the crazy people are running around telling the rest of America what to do what to, uh, and how to think. And I, I would encourage your listeners to go to our website, AmericanIdealsPAC.com. That's AmericanIdealsPAC.com. Um, learn about what we're doing. Support us. Join us. Because I think this is a fight that's going to last for a long, long time, and people need to take a stand. Well, yeah. Well, during the pandemic, we had the example of various racial groups not getting the vaccine near as much as other groups, and so getting more cases of COVID. And that was presented to us by the government as a clear example of systemic racism, that various groups were getting more COVID, as opposed to the idea that, for whatever reason, there are some groups that just weren't as interested in getting the vaccine. Correct. And and so I think it's not so much I don't think it's the pandemic itself that has inspired or, or caused all of this craziness, but the, that the pandemic sort of occurred 
um, along with the, the the riots of the, you know, George Floyd was May 2020, the pandemic, the, the country shut down in March. So, so there, you know, the, the timeline coincided, co- coincided quite a bit. And I, I think that what we ended up seeing is that not all, everything now is about race, that, you know, that the, the extreme people, the divisive policies, the, 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 the accusation that America is a systemically racist country, all of that has kind of bubbled up. And now, you know, and I remember talking to you guys in, in early 2020 before the country shut down. And now in just that short intervening period of time, the country has gone become a lot crazier. And I think our PAC, what our PAC um, intends to do and what we have done is we're going to endorse and support candidates who are saying, who believe in equal rights, who believe in our founding principles, and who believe that Americans ought to be judged by the content of their character. And we're going to support policies that, you know, defend those ideals as well. And and so, again, you know, I would urge people to go to um, AmericanIdealsPact.com or or find us on social media. We're at USA Equal Rights um, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. And, and um, you know, and I think this is a fight that we all need to be engaged in in the, in the long run. You know, speaking of endorsing candidates, um, I read Bill McGurk's piece in the Wall Street Journal. It was really good talking about the uh, it's a, a race in central California uh, Michelle Steele versus Jay Chen, and you guys have taken a side on that. It's it, interestingly both are Asian American, and both are accusing each other of anti-Asian bias. What's going on there? Yeah, it's it's crazy because, and that's actually what people have picked up on. You've got one Asian candidate versus another, and, and they're sort of accusing each other. Like you said, they're accusing each other of racism. Um, in, we have come out to strongly endorse Michelle Steele. She represents um, Orange County, and she's due to redistricting. She's running in a nearby district. Um, she has been a staunch supporter of equal rights for for decades, and um, and she opposes uh, insane policies and, and unjust policies like racial preferences, particularly racial preferences in higher education. Her opponent, on the other hand, um, is somebody who is on the record supporting high, um, supporting elite universities' ability to concoct complicated schemes um, to discriminate against applicants, and the applicants who are hurt the most. Um, are usually Americans of Asian descent. Now, he's Asian, but somehow he feels perfectly comfortable. In fact, he went on Tucker Carlson tonight to defend those policies. Um, and, and so I think the – and he's also made fun of Michelle's accent. She's an immigrant um, um, who speaks English with a strong accent, but English is also her third language. And so, um, the, the, you know, politics is dirty. It's nasty, and people do all kinds of things to try to win and to gain power. But what we're – we got involved in this race for a very simple reason, because there is a very clear-cut – difference between the two candidates on this issue of equal rights. One candidate is a strong proponent of America's founding principle of equal rights and has a strong, a, a long history of defending that principle. The other candidate is someone who is on the record defending um, the right of universities like Harvard to discriminate against Asian American applicants. So that's why we got involved and we we are a strong supporter of Michelle Steele. Well, and this Jay Chen character is in favor of the Confucian Classroom Program, which is funded by the Chinese Communist government, which is just an outrage. It's awful. So anyway, uh, Ying Ma, we will have a link at armstrongandgetty.com so folks can find their way to the pack easily. 
um, and, and support it if they, they see fit. Uh, great to talk to you. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming to on. Talk to you as well. Th- thank you so much. AmericanIdealsPack.com. Thanks yeah, so much. Keep fighting the good po- uh, fight. Thanks. All right. So how much of this is going to be taken care of by the Supreme Court in well one fell swoop if they rule a certain way on this case they've got before them? Yeah, I wonder, because uh, having followed court cases that have to do with affirmative action or racial preferences, it you know, goes by several different names, the academic elite find ways around court rulings. They change the definitions of terms, or they start using new terms, or they... Uh, they come up with the uh, totality of circumstances uh, admissions process or something like that, and they thread the needle. Right. So I, kinda, I, I think what you have to do is just elect people who believe people should be treated equally. I kind of thought some of this would be going away when um, kids of Asian backgrounds or Indian subcontinent of Indian background started to dominate schools around the country and they do in terms of tops of high school classes and getting into college since you couldn't claim it was just a white thing anymore i thought that this might get straightened out but it hasn't hasn't helped no because the progressive crowd just has redefined their terms again they say that uh, they either claim that the asians and uh, indians have bought into white supremacy they're the the colored face of darks of white supremacy rather or, or they claim that all sorts of ugly stuff. Yeah, what a terrible term that is. Or they just claim that, you know, well, uh, white people have been uh, easy on the Asians because the Asians try to be a model minority, but they're still discriminating against the black folks. So just the, the goalposts change constantly. Well, it'll be interesting Move, to I see what, uh, what the Supreme Court rules and how that plays out. Our out-of-control right-wing Supreme Court. We'll see how they rule. Um, you can uh, join in the conversation on the text line if you want. I was just reading texts. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, I've seen this headline a bunch of times, and I finally dug into the story, and I'm I'm confused by it. Boston University researchers claim to have developed a new, more lethal COVID strain in a lab. In fact, uh, by adding a spike protein from the Omicron variant to the original Wuhan COVID, they've created a brand new hyper-COVID strain that has an 80% kill rate. Oh, my God. Researchers at Boston University developed a COVID strain has a 80% kill rate following a series of similar experiments uh, first thought to have started the global pandemic that began in China, or certainly might have. Um, So it was a team of scientists from Florida and Boston School's National Emerging Infectious Diseases Laboratory. So if you give mice the Omicron, they, it causes mild, non-fatal infection, they say in their research paper. The it, mice work from home in that situation. Right, exactly. 
Those that can. The working class mites go out and mine cheese or whatever they do. Um, <laughs> mine cheese. Off to the cheese mine. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, on the other hand, if you take the spike protein from the Omicron and stick it on the original Wuhan, you get an 80% kill rate. Wow. The new strain has five times more infectious virus particles than the Omicron variant, researchers said. But in a statement, the university stressed that the replicated strain was less dangerous than the original strain. Well, wait a minute. What was the original strain's kill rate on mice? That good question, because uh, I guess you're assuming that it kills mice at a much higher rate than humans. Well, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, this is poorly written. Um, because that's the obvious question. If it's got an eighty percent kill rate, but it's far less dangerous than the original strain, well, it could only be twenty percent more dangerous. If you got an eighty percent kill rate, something with a hundred percent kill rate is just twenty percent more. All right. So the uh, the scientists involved, who I hope are being surveilled carefully, say first, this research is not gain of function research meaning it did not amplify the Washington State SARS-CoV-2 virus strain or make it more dangerous. In fact, this research made the virus replicate less dangerous. Secondly, the research was reviewed and, repu- re- reviewed and approved by the Institutional Biosafety Committee, which consists of scientists as well as local community members, etc., etc. How freaking maddening would it be if these scientists who are... Making deadly viruses on purpose, which I think is what happened here. Um, make an even worse one that gets out again. We didn't. We didn't. We. Did, oh my god! Let's see. That'd be so frustrating. Okay, somebody's refuting an article. The Boston Herald. Oh, they paywall like crazy. I'll bet this disappears. Uh, the, all right, the Boston Herald says. They've combined the Omicron variant spike protein with the original uh, testing the created strain on mice to help fight against future pandemics. Of course, that's why you do gain of functiony stuff. Um, Which is great as long as you don't let it get out. Oh, sure enough. When mice were infected with the original ancestral virus strain, 100% of the mice died. Of course, mice are heavy smokers. Yeah, just don't let it out, please. But yeah, those numbers were correct. Well, Boston University now says the reporting is false and inaccurate. They say it's not gain-of-function research. Well, yeah, that, that, like I said. Okay. But that that relies on a very narrow right. definition of what gain-of-function research is. And it may be technically correct, but in terms of what the common perception, it's not. Are you manipulating viruses to make them more potent? Well, yes, this is, but it's not gain-of-function. This is one thing I, I wish a... Republican-dominated House would look into and investigate, but not in a partisan, out-to-get-fauci and own-the-lib sort of way, but just like, to, let's let's actually nail down what we're funding, what we're doing is a good idea. I'm not uh, hopeful that we have the kind of politics where that sort of thing is possible anymore. Yeah, I agree. It would just be handy to know. Can we all, like, get at the truth of this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and can you do it and be safe? And if and uh, and how 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 well has it worked in the past? Every time you try to do this, do they escape from the lab? Well, then let's not do it anymore. 
China's stealing our technology for their weapons. Stay tuned if you can't. Grab the podcast. Armstrong. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A surprise candidate emerging as the favorite to replace the British Prime Minister Liz Truss, Boris Johnson. The majority of Conservative Party members say the former Prime Minister would be a good replacement for Liz Truss. In fact, 32% of Tory members put Boris Johnson at the top of their list. The poll comes as Prime Minister Liz Truss battles to save her job. According to the poll, a majority of Tory members say Liz Truss should resign now. She's facing growing calls to resign after a disastrous economic plan and then a major U-turn from it. 
after only about six weeks on the job. Six weeks? Woof. And she's got like a 17% approval rating or something like that. Wow. Bring back Bojo. You just got rid of Bojo. Yeah, we know. <laughs> a couple of quick things to mention that will lead us into where we're going. First, first of all, this Wall Street Journal. I'm going to dig into this. As COVID hit, Washington officials traded stocks with exquisite timing. You have to disclose all your stock trading, and the Wall Street Journal looked into it, and oh my God, everybody at every level of government was trading like crazy on knowledge they had either about the pandemic or legislation that was going to affect the pandemic, and they were trading like crazy. Wow. And as the Wall Street Journal said, with exquisite timing, it just seemed to work out in such a way to really benefit them. So that's one story. Probably do more details on that tomorrow. Please. But this other one, Axios is continuing to work this beat. GOP members tell Axios their conference has been souring on Ukraine aid. This is on the heels of Kevin McCarthy saying yesterday, no more blank check for Ukraine if we take over. Axios is reporting that's a growing sentiment among the Republican Party that we're giving it. The people are worried about inflation in the border and not about Ukraine. So that's going to be an interesting thing as we go forward with the battle uh, in Russia. Yeah, yeah, huh. Uh, yeah, I, I don't buy the people. Uh, these are more important issues. Well, yeah, the government deals with quite a few things. Right. Um, But the idea that we shouldn't be sending billions of dollars over there, it's a discussion worth having. Uh, I mean, it always should be. We, we spend way too much money without discussion in this country. I happen to think the defense of Ukraine against a marauding would-be uh, a, a colonial power uh, with Putin's hand on the trigger, finger on the trigger, is is worthy. But, you know, it's fine. If others disagree, let's talk about it. I don't want to sound like whoever it was that famously said, you spend a billion here and a billion there, and pretty soon you're talking about real money. Uh, uh, but $17 billion, I think, is what we've spent so far in Ukraine. This college loan bailout thing is going to be a half a trillion? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we were talking to Ying Ma earlier about her new uh, political action committee, and one of the races they're getting involved with is this Jay Chen character uh, running in, uh, I guess, kind of south uh, Southern California. But um, this guy is a former, and I I closed the window for the the tab, unfortunately, but he's like a former intelligence agent or something like that, and he's in favor of this Confucian classroom thing. Or like the Confucius Institutes that they had on dozens and dozens of American college campuses, the most of which have been booted the hell out because they're a propaganda arm of the Chinese communists. And the fact that this dude is in favor of it is just, it's, it's, please, that's all I need to know about the guy. Uh, but Jen Griffin on special report on Fox News last night uh, with some really interesting stuff about how China has stolen a lot of our uh, technical expertise and secrets and it's it's clever. I've got to admit, it's it's like how could we be so dopey? But it's revealing. Let's start with clip sixty, Michael. Fifty U.S. firms sold technology products and software that may have helped China, especially when it comes to its missile program. The Washington Post followed the money, interviewing Chinese scientists, finding that Chinese military groups who are already on U.S. export control blacklists purchased advanced U.S. software. These products were developed by American companies and funded by the Pentagon. The software may have advanced the Chinese hypersonic missile programs by simulating wind tunnel conditions. 
Interesting. So we're helping China out as, as, as much as we can to build the weapons that are pointed out at us. Fantastic. Now, the next voice you're going to hear is uh, Dmitry Alperovich. He's the co-founder and chairman of Silver Auto Policy Accelerator, which sounds like a band from the 60s. Um, a nonprofit <laughs> focused on advancing American prosperity and global leadership in the 21st century and beyond. He's uh, part of the cybersecurity industry. That's his uh, expertise. Okay. Uh, clip 61, Michael. There's no question that for the last 30 years, a lot of American technology, a lot of American IP has ended up in the PLA military. The reality is that our export controls uh, have been like Swiss cheese. They've been full of holes, and it's very easy for the Chinese to play a shell game. And then Jen goes on to report another way. And this, I mean, it's so dumb. It's it's almost funny. Another way we and our academics and our scientists spoon feed China the information they need to fight us and or defeat us. U.S. Commerce Department officials who oversee export enforcement told Fox it's too early to tell whether these American companies knowingly violated the law. They are still studying the level of the aerodynamic simulation software sold to the Chinese front companies. One expert explains how the Chinese have used American peer-reviewed academic publications to have American scientists do their homework. The Chinese have uh, submitted lots and lots of papers and really in the end gotten lots and lots of free um, uh, information and advice from the West because people review the papers and say, you know, instead of doing this, you should have done that. So if I were going to build an atomic bomb to, I don't know, fulfill whatever bizarre uh, megalomaniacal desires I might have. I would submit a peer-reviewed paper that says, yeah, I would use uh, this fission material and uh, this casing and this, and then for a trigger mechanism, I would put a uh, black cat firecracker in there and uh, have the bomber pilot light it. Then I would submit the peer-reviewed paper, and they'd say, well, the stuff about vision and the construction was fine, but your trigger's terrible. To do a proper trigger, you have to do A, B, C, D through Z. Go on now. You can do better. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) And I go off and build my bomb. That's what they're doing. Wow. Uh, The naivete of our academic world and or... I don't know, they're, they're aggressively xenophiliac uh, tendencies. But I think both play a role, yeah. I think there's the... No, no country in the modern world like China is going to go after the United States. Come on. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm consorting with people from foreign countries. That shows that I'm enlightened, that and I'm a good the, person. And then the weird belief that, uh, you know, bringing us down a peg or two would be good for the world anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't trust so you China! Got, well, I, you got, I don't, sir. You got that angle on the academics, and then on the private side, it's just it's amazing how many big companies greed. You know, quarterly profits is enough to turn, uh, to, to, to turn off your sense of patriotism, I guess, when you're dealing with China. Yeah, and then I was reading the other day, and and it was a little confusing to me, but the the use of dummy corporations, that China will have Americans buy uh, or or run companies that have proprietary software and that sort of thing that you can't sell to China. 
certainly not for military use. And uh, of course, if you sell it to China, it'll go to military use. But um, and they the Chinese uh, have front companies then buy these companies and then transfer all the technology. Wow. And and we're just so dopey. You know, a totalitarianism is awful and repugnant and the rest of it, but it is efficient in a lot of ways. And yeah, the idea and- of a whole of society war against the evil Americans. Well, we've got like the opposite. We've got a, a, a lot of societies utterly unaware that we're in a, a conflict at all. Sure. Or a contest, however you want to put it. And free market capitalism is absolutely fantastic and the best uh, system of government as far as economics, but... As we have seen and will see for the rest of our lives, uh, people can be greedy and make un-American decisions because it's going to be good for them. Yeah, it's like free speech. I agree there are some reasonable limits on free speech. Uh, Likewise, the free market. We can't sell ourselves our own death or our own subjugation by the Chinese. It's just, no, no. What was that uh, Khrushchev thing? We're going to sell you the rope that we hang you with or something like that? Yeah, essentially, yeah. We're going to sell you the missile that we... Or no, we're, you're going to sell it. No, your scientists are going to give us the, the, the... Well, the point is, there's a missile coming. <laughs> and it's going to say Made in USA on it, you stupid idiots. Right, right. With a Nike swoosh next to it. Oh, boy. Um, we've got more on the way. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Strong and Getty Show. Swung on and hit. Wow. Deep to right field. Titanic shot into the second deck. Wow. The Phillies take a 2-0 lead. That was as long a home run as you're going to see here at Petco Park. Boo. What are we booing? Uh, The Phillies beat the uh, Padres. But that's game one of their series, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Yankees wrapped up a uh, that was a winner take all game with the Cleveland police people or so whatever they're called. <laughs> the Guardians I think yeah the Guardians yeah so the Yankees are going to the ALCS which Major League Baseball's got to be very happy about because they want the biggest star on the biggest team going as far as possible yeah you know I I haven't really been following either the Padres or the Phillies this year why would I uh, follow the Phillies um. But uh, a lot of big name stars on both teams that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. So it's 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 a better marquee matchup than than a person might think. Well, they used yeah. to Major League Baseball wanted the Dodgers, of course. But well, when we were kids, the World Series would be going on right now. Sure, uh, but now it extends a lot longer. And when we were kids, or not even that many years ago, the NBA didn't start until like Halloween or later. So there was a space in between those two sports. But now the NBA kicked off last night. The Warriors are 1-0. Gold State Warriors will go 82-0. and That is my prediction. Wow. Old. Um, we got a couple of texts. I've just been talking about this whole thing. I have a cold and I'm at home. Uh, and whether or not this is going to be the future if people start staying home because of colds. Because we all, I, we, I think we discovered in a brand new way how easy it is to spread diseases. Didn't we? Yeah, the stakes were higher, so everybody was more aware of it. I mean, I always knew that you could spread colds, but I don't know. I, th- I feel like I know I, I have a more concrete knowledge of the fact that if you've got something and we're in a room together, I'm going to catch it than I've ever had before. Mm-hmm. If you have a cold, you were probably infectious before you exhibited symptoms, so rub some dirt on it and go to work, you wussy. Hmm. Um, if you have a cold, you were probably uh, at your most infectious a couple of days before you got symptoms. I don't have any idea if that's true or not. Is that true? Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. I mean, if if indeed you have a cold, which is a term we used to describe one of like 200 different rhinoviruses. Right. I think I have a cold. It feels like a cold as opposed to the couple of times I had coronavirus. It felt like something different. There oh, was that's just, right. Just, you do have a good uh, basis for comparing. Yeah. Yeah. When I had coronavirus a couple of times, it had a weird feel to it. Like, this isn't normal. Yeah. Like a really strange cold. 
And we got this. I thought I would just pay this off because we had a couple of people with this sort of thought. Why are you home? You guys just made it very clear that the pandemic is over and have said a million times it is no more than a cold. So either go to work and don't worry about it, like you always say, or stay home and admit it is much more serious than a cold. I don't get your conflicting opinions. I don't get who the hell you're listening to. I have never <laughs> in my life said it's just a cold. You're the a moron. Go to hell. Uh, I was thinking it's just the difference between um, people were told to stay home for the coronavirus because, you know, it killed a million people. The mm-hmm. cold, colds do not kill a million people. Um, but but you hate getting a cold. Everybody hates getting a cold. That's what I why I wonder if it's going to become a pretty solid policy that you don't go to work with a cold in the future because it sucks to get a cold. And oh, then yeah. you're going to bring it home and your whole family gets it. And it's pretty disruptive. You're not going to die. and You're not going to go to the hospital, but it's damn disruptive. Well, for the record, uh, a couple of things. Number one, I wasn't actually yelling at that person. Send in anything you want. Sure I don't sound care. Like it. Sound, um, sound like no, I don't care. Seriously, don't care. I don't care what you think because you're a stupid. No, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I have too much coffee. No. Uh, <laughs> for the record, next week, the problem is being 100% certain you just have a cold, and I believe you, but being able to prove when I catch it that I just have a cold because I'm going on a golf trip, which includes a handful of guys in their 70s, and we're staying in fairly close quarters. And so if I may or may not have the COVID, I'll probably have to cancel. And I really, really, really don't want to have to cancel. Yeah, you're spooning some 70-year-old gentleman because you got a two-bed, one-room place at the Super 8, and you got the COVID, he's going to catch it. Sure. For instance, I'm not sure where the spooning came into it, but... That was objectionable on several different levels. <laughs> it was a crowded room, was my point. Well, yeah, but we, we all hang out together and we eat and drink and, and hoot and holler. And sure. It's a golf trip. Um, so, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's, a, it's the chain of, like, d- d- you're not going to kill me, are you? Particularly for folks who are past a certain age. Yeah. So, God bless it. Thanks, China. Thanks, boy. Come for the oppression, stay for the prison camps and suppression of free speech. Oh, don't don't leave out the surveillance state. But then you gave the beautiful gift to COVID nineteen to the world. I don't now, know if it was on, a, China. I don't know if it was the labs or to eating bats or what. <laughs> but you're a bunch of commie devils, and I hate you. China is asshole. <laughs> God, if you'd have told me in April 2020 that we would still be even mentioning freaking COVID in October of 2022, I'd have thought, how the hell would that happen? And then I'd forgotten until Ying Ma mentioned it earlier in the hour. And if you ever miss a segment of the show, you can get the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. But she, her mentioning that, you know, the world shut down in March and April of 2020, then it was May that the whole George Floyd thing happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. But then it was okay to gather because you're mad. But God, what a period of time to live through. Boy, everything shut down, schools shut down for the first time, unimaginable. And then George Floyd and the riots. Oh my God, that was a couple of months there. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patience pray. What now? Gently to hear. Huh? Kindly to judge. Wrap it up. The final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, I gotta admit, I just skipped by the prologue like. I don't know what that means. Here's it's your, your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. <laughs> hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Leading us off, our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael, final thought. Yeah, I'm lucky. I work in this small little booth. I'm isolated from everybody. I'm just here by myself, so it doesn't matter if I get sick. Remember that week, guys, I was foaming at the mouth, and I had rabies from that squirrel? Right. It yeah. didn't matter. 
Right. Doesn't matter at all. And you still Fo- did a good job, too. Foaming at the mouth uh-huh. because he got bit by a squirrel. That was something. Young Alex <laughs> is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, a uh, final thought for us? We never did find that squirrel, did we? Hmm. No. no. Hey, my high school senior class reunion is coming up this Saturday. And A, I don't know what to wear. B, I don't know how long I want to be there. And C, if my ex comes up to me and professes her love for me, what do I tell my wife? Well, hmm. Thruple? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Let us know how that turns out. I would like to know what that's like. Oh, yeah, that's always charming. Jack, a final thought for us. You know, since rabies came up, I've been meaning to to talk about this. Um, I've I've always, always wanted to not get rabies because I heard that you had to get shots in the belly. Oh, yeah. When you get rabies? Well, that was as a kid, yeah, like a foot-long needle. <laughs> well, I uh, when I had my gallbladder out, I had to get a couple of shots per day in my belly for the entire six days I was in the hospital. I got many, many belly shots. They're not that bad. Oh. Really, not that bad. I would say I would I would say it's not any worse than the arm or anything. So don't worry as much about rabies as you used to worry about it. So uh, my final thought is a bit of self promotion. If you'll forgive me, uh, I was looking over our quote, our freedom loving quote of the day for tomorrow because in hour one of the show, that's one of the things we do. And talk about it a little bit, and we read emails and mailbag, et cetera, et cetera. If you don't generally listen to hour one of the show, grab it via podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand, wherever you like to get podcasts. Actually, if you have a six-pack, a shot in the belly might not be that great, but for a guy like me, oh, really, really not that big a problem. No problem. Jab Armstrong, away, doctor. <laughs> Armstrong, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com, pick up some A&G swag, uh, get the uh, podcast, uh, hot links. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. We believe fundamentally that they have soiled their seats. It's true. I expected more. I probably want to edit that out in front of that like that. Can I make a very obvious point? Okay. The married couples in the privacy of the bedroom. Excuse me. The mar- I'm thinking about the Dobbs, the Dobbs decision. Imagine. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Is that high note? I yield the rest of my time, but this. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.